Yes. What's good? What's good? Nothing much, man. Nothing much. Blessed. Don't, don't come and start doing media. <laughs> <laughs> just, because, just because the camera's under. Oh, I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed. Grateful to be happy, healthy. I'm good, man. Okay. Yo, Cattle Tap Podcast for myself, Daps. Guys, keep liking, subscribing, sharing, all of that good stuff. Um, I forgot who the last guest was, on. forgive me, but we're back with another one. Um, keep the engagement going. Um, as you can see, little injury here, but you know, I still put the content out for you guys. Man. And if you know what I've had to do to put this content out for you guys, it's <laughs> not easy. But um, yeah, I've got, I've got a guest with me today who is a South London native. I can call you that, right? Mm. You still rep South, or or you know a lot more? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm still yeah, always Greenwich, born oh, okay. and bred Greenwich. So I thought you was a, a Northerner. Nah, 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 definitely not, definitely not. So, um, a player that um, <laughs> whose career I've actually like known about for a long time. Um, I think I don't know why. Like, I think it's because you're from. But you know what's mad? Anyway, let me, let me. I'll get into that. But yeah, guys, we got um, Jordan Cousins. It's funny because I've always known. I do have, I've always said JP Cousins. Mm, why? I don't know why. I think because all, all of like, well, not that I have Twitter anymore, but all my socials, it would be like JP Cousins. Yeah, yeah. All of the, like, yeah. all, even like, I don't know, anything would just be JP Cousins. Because usually if I put JP Cousins in, it won't be like mm. someone else has got it. But yeah. JP Cousins, no one else would have it. I so, know, I just, so it, yeah, I remember Nick said, oh, I'm going to cut Jordan. Yeah. Like, you know Jordan. I was like, who's Jordan? Yeah. Like, Cousins. I was like, Oh, JP Cousins. Yeah. <laughs> oh, JP Cousins. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Because my middle name's Paul, isn't it? So JP yeah, 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 yeah. Cousins, it just it just rings, yeah. So guys, we've got JP. We've got, we've got, we've got Jordan Cousins here with us. Um, um, we're just going to have a normal chit-chat, you know how we do, man. So um, yeah, man, what's good, man? What's popping? Nothing much, man. Like I said, grateful to be here, blessed. Looking forward to having a nice open chat with you. Good, there's nothing... There's not going to be nothing nice about this. <laughs> but um, now, what, what I do want to start by saying mm. is um, you're healthy. Yeah, I'm literally just coming back from a, a quad injury. Um, so I'll probably be back playing in the next three weeks, which is I've had my fair share of injuries. So mm, I feel like as you, as you get older, you have like the 24 hours to kind of malun, like be depressed and all of that kind of stuff. Mm. Um. But then you just kind of just get on with it. Do you know what I mean? There's bigger things. When you start to look at the, what I say to people, when you look at like the grateful side of things, like look at what you have and what you've kind of achieved, then you kind of just, just get on with it and stick into the, get stuck into the rehab. But when you start talking about that, mm. we're just going to start with that. Mm. Like a lot of the time, I think people might, might feel that when players are injured, they don't really care mm. because, how can I put it? Even me, I, I used to think that certain players, this was before I had my, my leg break, mm. I used to feel like, you're comfortable, like, you've got your contract there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, might yeah, be, yeah. You know, yeah. you'll be fine. Do you mm. know what I'm saying? Mm. But how much does being injured actually affect you as, as a player? Even though you know that it's not going to be the end of yeah. your know, career. And stuff like that. It is tough because you got to think, like as, fo- as footballers, we're used to like routine. Mm. We used to doing a certain thing every day, going out there, training, and then all of a sudden, one day, that just stops. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And the routine is thrown out. Mm. And it's something you, like, like 
So you you'll sit there, all your train, all your your teammates are going outside to train, and you're sitting there having to do like gym work, upper yeah. body sessions. You know what I mean? Mm. Sometimes like in my worst injuries, having operations. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're sitting at home. You can't do stuff for yourself. Um, you're asking family members to do things like, like even things as put on your socks, yeah, helping yeah, you yeah. put on your boxes mm. and stuff like that. Like you're going from being a person that's like quite strong and I'll do, I'll provide, I'll do X and Y to like, mm. I can't even put on my socks. I can't even put on my shoes. Do you know what I mean? So that's quite, it's quite a change on the mind. Do you know what I mean? But mm. um, like I said, People from the outside don't see that side of things. Mm. Um, and I don't think you probably fully understand um, how that will feel like until you're in that kind of situation. Not mm. even being a footballer, but just in life, having like a serious injury, having an operation and then realising, oh, I can't do the little things. This is why I say things like being grateful is important mm -hmm. just for health, just for being able to walk and do certain things. Because mm. as soon as that's stripped away from you, it's like, I used to take that for granted. Do you know what I mean? Do you, Trust me. Do you know what I mean? So, no, going back to going back to your question, like I said, it you, you don't really know until you've obviously been in that situation. I think, mm. and not not to say it's, it gets easier, you know, as you you know get more injuries because you know you don't want the injuries, obviously. Mm, of course. But, but like when, because you know you've been in, injured mm. and you've had certain injuries, are you able to just now when an injury comes, you're able to just be more relaxed about it? Cause you know, and because you know your body as well, you know yeah. how I, you're feeling. I think that's a good. When you said when you get to know your body, I think when when I'm, when you're younger, I think it's like you're more like oh, mm. more it takes more of a mental toll on your body. Whereas when you're older and you you're you're able to reflect, mm. I feel like I know my body now a lot more to, per se. If I wasn't injured, if that makes sense, yeah. So. I feel like every time that like, I may pick up an injury, I feel like, okay, I know I'm in tune with my body, so I know how to get my body. I feel like every time something I do pick up something, I do something different in the rehab that makes me better, whether that be as a as a person or physically, do you know what I mean? I feel like when I've like created businesses and gone into property and things like that, it's always happened in a time where something like an injury has happened. Mm. So you know where I probably would be concentrating on a game. I always feel like subconsciously I need to be focusing on something. So when I've had like three, four month injuries, I've maybe gone out and invested in a property or yeah. tried to start up a, a business or something like that. So, and I think that's not, it's not co coincidence. You know what I mean? Cause I feel like I always need to be preoccupied and doing something constructive, which I think is a, is a good trait. What's your, what's your worst injury? My worst injury is probably the rupture of my left quad. Yeah. Rupture. Say, so rupture, mm. is that just like, off the bone, clean, gone. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not even just like a little tear. It's nah, like... nah, that's 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 gone like ping from the attachment of your of your pelvis. The the tendon goes. Do you remember? Is that like something like you know when people's ham hamstrings just go? Yeah, is it like split second like that. Yeah, so it's a big like clunk. So basically, when I done this, I was at QPR and um, I think we was under Ian Holloway at the time, and we was doing like. We done quite, quite like a shooting practice quite early into training, mm. and it was like left and right foot. So you, you, I don't know, you beat a mannequin, mm. take a touch and shoot. So I done what I done the first one with my left foot, and I hit a shot clean with my left foot, really clean. And mm. me, I'm like, I'm not known for my shooting, and I hit it quite, <laughs> I hit it quite clean with my left foot. 
Um, and then I tried to do it again. Mm. And then I hit it and I felt a big clunk in like my hip. And I was thinking, it wasn't too painful. It just felt like something had like, oh, maybe like it clicked. You know when your hip, your hip clicks sometimes? Mm-hmm. Um, but then I thought, oh, no, this doesn't feel right. So I tried to do like a certain stretch and I was like, whoa, this, this definitely doesn't feel right. So I went inside, saw the physios and whatever, and they didn't, they just thought I might have just torn my quad or something. Because when you rupture your tendon, the nerves go with it. Hence why it wasn't feeling too painful. Um, but I got a scan. I know, no, to be fair, they thought it was a quad. So for about seven to 10 days, I was rehab, not rehabbing. I was just doing the things mm-hmm. as you would if it was a quad injury. But it just wasn't getting better. So I went for, finally went for a scan and then they told me that I'd ruptured my quad and I'd, I'd need an operation. And I was like, wow, like this is the first time I've never really had this kind of, been in this kind of situation. And then, yeah, I had to have an operation. I think maybe it was quite soon, probably yeah. about two, three, four days later, I had yeah. an operation and it was just kind of all kind of surreal. Do you know what I mean? It's mad though, because like <clears throat> you always feel like, is your body going to be the same after? Mm. Because I remember, I never used to get injured until I broke my leg. Mm. When I broke my leg, come back, I started getting, to put in a little bit of weight. Mm. That's when the injury yeah. started. Yeah, yeah. So apart from this one and leg break, I've, apart from the last three, four years, I've only had like the little niggling ones. Mm. But my hamstring went one time, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it was about four years ago now. And I've never had a hamstring go before. Have you had a hamstring go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, listen, I was, <laughs> it was mid-match. Yeah. And it felt like, I remember the balls on the other end of the pitch on defence. The balls on the other end yeah. of the pitch and we're, we're going up. Yeah. And I just felt it was just someone dashed that and came my Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my in my in my hand. I was like, yo, who dashed that? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm just like, oh whatever. I took two steps. Yeah. I said, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. And I knew straight away that That's it. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I don't wish them them injuries. Yeah. When that's what they say on they say on, on the TV all the time, like when someone's running and they pull up like that, the commentators know, especially yeah, the ones yeah, that's yeah. played, they know that yeah, that's yeah. the end of his game. Do you know yeah, what I mean? You can't, when they I see know. people trying to stretch, I'm like, yeah, nah, that, it's, that ain't, that nah, ain't it's not it. And you know what? Yeah, like I said, when I was younger, mm. them kind of ones, when you get them hamstring injuries, by trying to by trying to run after it, you're probably, mm-hmm. you're probably turning that grade one into yeah. grade two. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? So it, when, as I don't know if there's any younger players, when you do feel that certain pain, just, just stop. Just stop. Don't even try and sprint mm. because you can make it even worse mm. if that makes sense. So, yeah, no, nah, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't wish them injuries upon anyone. The last bit on um on in injuries mm. um is that this is just a random thing I was mm. thinking about. So you see how you know you've had however many injuries. How mm. many injuries have you had? A lot. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> a lot. I've lost count, but quite a few to be honest. Yeah, and uh, even when I talk about a double fracture of my foot or mm. breaking my Tib and fib. Normal people don't have injuries like that. Like, what do you think? The everyday yeah, people, yeah. if they get an injury, like if they rupture their thing, it's mm-hmm. like a big deal. Because mm, I've seen, like, I, if my hamstring goes, mm. it doesn't change anything. I'm, I'm injured, but I can, my everyday life continues. Mm-hmm. But normal people, mm. when they get those injuries, it's like, oh, crutches. And yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they yeah. just don't get those injuries. So it's just, yeah. it's just funny to see how, like, people literally put their bodies on the line for, for Yeah, I, I think it's because as, as athletes, as professional football is always looking for the 1%. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And we're always pushing our body to the limit. Mm. Do you know what I mean? We're it's always true. like, well, me personally, I'm always trying to, if I'm doing the gym, I'm thinking, okay. Whereas this is why I say this is like the fine difference between like people that want to make it and don't want to make it mm. is, you know, when you're tired, yeah, the people that probably don't make it are the ones that are saying, okay, cool, I've done enough. Mm. 
Whereas the ones that go and be a success, a success are the ones that, you know what, I'm tired, mm-hmm. but I'm going to push through this because yeah. this is going to take me to the next level. Mm. So that's what I think the main, probably the main difference is compared to like, obviously athletes. Yes, we push ourselves, sometimes hinder ourselves by pushing ourselves too much. Mm. But I don't think you can take that out of. Do you think that's, do you think that's, yeah. that's still there though? Because I wasn't a player that was in academies. Like you mm-hmm. were in Charlton Academy, right? Yeah, I drained quite late though. So I think I drained at like 11, 12. Imagine you're saying that's late. <laughs> yeah, to me that was late because yeah, because the people that have been there since six, yeah, seven, because eight. six, seven, eight. Because when I joined that academy system, I was very raw. Mm. I didn't even own a pair of um, astroturfs. I had mm. to borrow my uncles. Yeah, imagine. I've got a funny. St- let me tell you the funny story. Right. So I, imagine the academy system, right? Mm. I was so raw that I turned up to Charlton's academy. Mm. First of all, I didn't have um, astroturfs. I only had studs. So for my first session, I had to train <laughs> in studs, and then I also. Came with a, you know, uh, Arsenal had the yellow and purple um, O2 yes, kit, like Reyes yes. and all of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had that top on in a Charlton Academy Charlton. with JC number nine on the back. This is how raw, this is how raw I was. So the academy manager, Steve Avery, who like I owe him so much for mm. the way he molded me as a, as a player and a person. He just like kindly put me to the side and said, Jordan, next time you come, just come in. Something <laughs> just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, something listen yeah. like a normal Nike like top or something because mm. I, I didn't know mm. I was coming from playing like in the army barracks and Woolwich Youth with my friends and enjoying to like into a serious academy environment. Um, so yeah, that was a that's a funny yeah, one, yeah. But I didn't have any of that, mm. so um, I, I'm saying this just because you speak about like that one percent and not giving mm. up and whatever. Because when I when I got signed, I was, I was 21. Mm. So I, was really, I was playing like non-league and I got I was playing for St. Albans at the time. But I'd I'd been training with for like the last couple of years, um, Jamie Lawrence. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when you train with that mentality mm-hmm. where it's like, no, nah, don't cut corners, you stop before the line, everyone has to go again mm. and whatever. It just gives you a different kind of mm. grip. But do you still think now, or do you think now that the younger players have that? You know, like that mm. extra bit needed because I look at some players sometimes, like mm-hmm. even some that I know, like the younger ones, mm-hmm. they're bothered. They're definitely bothered, but mm-hmm. it's just a different level of comfort and knowing that I'm probably going to be okay anyway. What, do you, do you, know you I mean? think? Do you think there's? We were hungrier back in our day. We were hungrier. Yeah, but I think you have to blame that on the societal things, not just the person. Mm. Just everything's easier. Mm. Everything's accessible nowadays. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it is a lot. It's a lot easier to get complacent. Do you know what I mean? But that's what I'm saying. I, I, I feel like a load of them, and it's not anything against because not their fault, like, mm. like you said. But mm. you know they've got the big contracts already. Mm. They've, they've they've they're playing in decency. They've got the massive followings already. It's yeah, like they've made it already. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I get what you're saying. Um, but like I said, it's 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 pros and cons because, like I said, we probably didn't have to. Well, I certainly, when I was younger, didn't have to deal with that side of things. Mm. But they have to deal with that side of things and navigate it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Whereas we might not have been getting the amount of money that they're getting now, mm. but we didn't have to do with half the things they're dealing with. Like I said, societal things, keeping up with social media stuff, do you know what I mean? Mm. Stuff like that. So, but then again, there's a bag of the youngsters out there, which people um, go out and say, oh, they're earning too much money and things like that. But it's, it's not their fault. They're talented. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So people are going to pay for the talent that they see. Mm. Um, so it's, it's a hard one. Do you know what I mean? Because I, I always try and, 
like, I like talking to like younger players and things like that because there is there are a lot a lot of talented younger players out there. And I think a lot of people have talent, but I think it's the other side when you can match talent with hard work, mm-hmm. you can do anything. Yes, do you know what I mean? Because okay. because for me is like I wasn't I wouldn't say I was the most talented mm-hmm. when I was when I was younger. Like I said, yeah. I went into the Charlton Academy very raw. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, but the hard work that was unquestionable. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And then when I molded that together with the, with the talent, mm-hmm. then obviously things flourished. Yeah, MK, my, my boy, the one I was talking about, mm. he always says, like, hard work beats talent, and talent doesn't Don't work hard. hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. When he said that, to me, I was like, you know what? That's that's it's so true. true it's true. I say the same thing about myself. Listen, I can't do two hundred kickups. You know, I probably could. Mm-hmm. I probably do. Could, but I, do I want to? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I was never the most like ability wise. Mm. And I might be putting myself down because I couldn't obviously play. Mm-hmm. But you know when you look at players, you're like, oh, what a player. Yeah. That wasn't me when I was younger. But yeah. I worked hard. Yeah. Probably the same as me as well, yeah, to be honest. I worked hard. And yeah. My attitude was right. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. And, and that attitude one, mm. actually speaking about that, how big is, is that of a thing or has been a thing in your career? And because I feel as if a load of opportunities might come because someone just has good attitude sometimes. 100%. But that's, just, that's that's not just in football, I think that's in life. In life. Mm. That's in life because no one in a business sense or in a football sense, no manager, no chairman, no nobody in a high position wants a bad egg. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like you might not have um, the correct tools at that time, but if you have the correct attitude, then there's always a chance. Do you know 100%. what I mean? Whereas some, even when we put into a football sense now, you could have the talent and you could, a manager could see, okay, he's got the talent. He's probably going to improve my team. Mm. But if his attitude is not there and it's not going to mix with the culture, as a lot of businesses and teams talk about the culture these days, Mm. then he'd rather not have him. He'd rather have someone that maybe have a bit less talent, Mm. but has a great attitude and that there's room for improvement. Exactly. So I think attitudes is a massive, is a Mm. massive thing, especially in in this day and age, because, like I said, no, no manager, well, especially the managers I've played under, want mm. bad eggs. Some, some managers like that kind of personality, and they say, you know what, like I can manage him. Do you know mm. what I mean? But definitely, like attitude's a big thing, and especially in my, in my, I, I think it's because for me personally, attitude-wise, it was such a big opportunity for me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I went from, like I said, playing in the park on a Saturday to then going to training like three, four, five times a week. Mm with the best the best players in in my age in the country do you know what I mean traveling mm-hmm. here there and everywhere so I was like I can't take this opportunity for granted Mate, do you know what I mean it's good that you, you took that opportunity though because I remember when I was younger in school and I was always like not the best in my year mm. like that. that was that was that was me do you know what I mean but then I remember I had a scout come and um, I was playing in like the London Cup for schools or whatever and a Charlton scout came mm. And I went from being best in the school, mm. and then when I went on that trial with mm. Charlton, humbled you, folded, folded. yeah, mm. because it's just it's a different level of yeah, anything. Yeah, like yeah. it's totally out of your comfort zone, and nothing can prepare you for that. Yeah, there's nothing that can prepare you for that. At schools like you're playing, like you said, you was playing in the park. Yeah, yeah. And now you're going to like training five mm. times a week, and, mm-hmm. and I remember just even like the speed of things was just everything's this the, the decision making the everything's just everything's different everything's high quality that's what i'm saying i felt like i was lost a bit when i first Mm. because it was a six-week trial but for the first two weeks Mm. i was just like just took me time to adjust 
And then once I got the hang of things and they could see that, listen, he's going to work hard and he's going to improve. That's why on like the sixth week when I played the game on a Sunday, they, they offered me a contract. And I'll never forget the, the moment they kind of offered me that contract. Mm. You know what I mean? That's probably one of the highlights of my life because that's, yeah. that's when the journey started when it came to academy. You didn't have to feel that, that them kind of trialist nerves. You know what I mean? I was part of, part of the team. So mm. yeah, it's, um, it's definitely, um, it's daunting. I think even even when even when trialists come in at the first team level, and that's happening a lot more now. Mm. Like you get free agents coming in, and I just think like it's daunting. You can you're a professional player. You've been a, a experienced professional player, and you're coming into a new environment. It's mm. it's the same kind of feeling. So imagine if it's hard for a grown adult than being like a 11, 12 year old yeah, exactly. child. Do you know what I mean? So, but these like I said, these things, these are experience that can only make you grow, do you know what I mean? Can only mm. make you stronger, so. Yeah. No, I hear that. And um, on, um, like now, up to date, you obviously joined Cambridge, mm. League One. I'm going to ask you a question about League One, yeah, mm. and your mentality going into that. Mm. But before we get there, like, how does that move come about? Because obviously, you were at Wigan. So I was at Wigan, my contract ended at Wigan. Um, and you know what, it was a, it was a weird situation because I'd, Throughout my whole career, I've always signed for a club before the first day of preseason. Okay. Um, but but this one was um, this summer was different. Mm. Um, it was just like the, the phone. What would I say the phone wasn't ringing? There was clubs interested, mm -hmm. but whereas before I'd have like contracts on the table and offers mm. and stuff like that, that wasn't really the case this this year. So it got to a stage where I was training on my own. And then obviously like players started to to go back. Obviously like, I don't know, 1st of July, whatever the date was, people started to go back and the phone started to ring. Do you know what I mean? There started to be some bits of interest. So I was like, my agent, obviously they've been in that situation um, quite a few times. They're like, just like, just be patient, just wait. But I was like, I've never been in this position before. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I'm having to like, again, this probably comes down to my attitude. I'm having to like, okay, I'm training at a certain facility in the summer with all of my football friends and they've all gone back to football. Mm. Um, but I'm now finding myself having to get up in the morning and go to the track on my own. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm having to do things on my own and I'm thinking like, wow, it's proper hitting me home. Like, And you see like subconsciously, you see things, you look on like Instagram and you see your your friends, your teammates, they're posting like first day of preseason. Yeah. And I'm like, Phew. Like, as much as, like, I try not to be influenced by that kind of thing, it's impossible. You you just are, do you know what I mean? Naturally, you are. So I'm thinking, okay, like, what's going on? You, you might text your agent being like, what's, like, is there anything? Mm. Do you know what I mean? But it was it was that for a few days. And then... Um, I said days, you know. You yeah. know you just mentioned no, that story? You yeah. think that it was going on for... No, no, no. But so obviously, I, I say it probably was about... I say days. It was probably, like, about a week. Mm. Um, and then, obviously... Um, Cambridge came in. I knew there was interest from Cambridge. Um, and then I, I feel as I've got older, at Wigan and at Cambridge, I've always wanted to not just, because you can pick up the phone and you can speak to managers. Yeah, I'm always a guy that wants to see someone face to face. Um, so as the as them negotiations were going on, it got to a point where the contract was close to where it needed to be. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, make the effort to to travel hour and a half, couple of hours to Cambridge to meet the manager, to meet the director of football. Because I don't know too much about the facilities. I don't mm. know too much about the manager. I don't know too much about 
the club in general. So I took it out of my time one Monday to drive up there and to meet the manager. And I'm a kind of person where it doesn't take long for me to know whether it's going to be right mm. or wrong. You get but what I'm at, saying? at the point when you were driving up there, was mm. it already, was it just interest or did you actually know that? No, there was not. We were, there was discussing numbers like okay. contract. A first contract offer had been offered, but they definitely and we was negotiating. Yeah, yeah, it was oh, solid. Okay. It was solid because I'm not gonna go up there and like not waste <laughs> my time if if it wasn't solid interest. You know what I mean? It's well, not. Mean you yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely not that. So, um, yeah, like I said, we had a, had a meeting with Bonds, the manager and the the chief executive. Um, sorry, the sporting director, Ben. Uh, with a few coaches that I had worked with previously, who at, um, who was at Wigan, who was now at Cambridge, and I just got a, the vibe was there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I felt I think it's important for any player to know that you're wanted and feel wanted, and I definitely felt wanted. Do you know what I mean? So um, no, I knew it was I knew it was right. Do you know what I mean? And I, and I ask about um, who you joined that team because mm. you've always played Championship level, mm, uh, apart from the first season at Wigan. Played in League oh, One, okay, and then got promoted. Okay, cool. Yeah, but your, your most of your career has been yeah, yeah, yeah. So now going down to League One, mm-hmm. do you look at it like how can I put this in a way that some people might look outside of football? I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of yeah, football, yeah. I think oh, he's, he's on a decline. Yeah, he's on a decline. Yeah. Does that come into your thinking where you're like, um, you know? But then you just have to. For me, for me personally, no. For other people, I can see how it could affect them. But I'm a kind of person, like I said, of well, my 29 now. Mm. When I, if it if it was maybe if I was 22, 23, I may have thought a lot differently. But mm. I know my reasonings for being at the club. Do you know what I mean? And I know it's a lot deeper than football itself. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's more about family, about happiness, about being in a good place, in a good environment. Um, so there's obviously people only see it from a football inside of things, but I see it from a family happiness, um, a different side of things. You know what I mean? So it's, it's never where I think I'm going to be drawn to, oh, headlines or things that are in the media and things like that. You know what I mean? Like I said, if I was younger, I'd probably read a bit more into that, but I'm at a stage in my life now where I don't really, you know what I mean? I don't really look at, I don't really look at the daily news. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's like, I just kind of, it just, if someone comes and tells me, it's like, okay, cool. Everyone's entitled to their opinion and I, it, I move on. It doesn't really affect yeah. me. And like it's, that. Sorry, sorry. Oh, no, I thought you were free to go. But no, yeah, no, no. So when you talk about, like now it's about family, it's about mm. peace or whatever. Mm. When did that shift happen? Like, because um, I don't think it's it's just a job because obviously you, yeah. still, you still love football, right? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You still love football. So, 100%. But when did that shift like happen where it goes from just playing football, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Like if, if someone in Scotland offered you, however, you'd just go to Scotland. Yeah. Right? Like you yeah. went to Stoke. Yeah. But like at what point does it become a thing of, nah, do you know what? It's not just about football anymore. I think when you have children, mm. when you have children um, and I, I was away from home and my family and my loved ones. Mm. Um, for like four years yeah. um, and don't get me wrong like I was grateful for the four years that I was away um, I had good contracts like earned a lot of money compared to obviously what I grew up mm-hmm. knowing what money was about um, 
So I felt like it was a time where I'd kind of made that sacrifice of being away from my friends and my family. Mm. Like I, I missed Christmases. Yeah. I missed birthdays. Do you know what I mean? With my family, my cousins, like, do you know what I mean? And I know in life, if you want to get to places, you have to make sacrifices. But for me, it was starting to affect my happiness. Do you know what I mean? Um, for the last 18 months to a year, I was, I was up there away from my child. And it was like, is this life? Do you know what I mean? Coming back from football, staying in the house on your own and I'm um, having to FaceTime my child. Do you know what I mean? My child's having to drive up five hours in a car, like a, people will know watching like a six month year a six month year old or a one year old travelling up five hours is is a is a journey, do you know mm. what I mean? So it just it came to a point where I just had to make a decision like and me I know that if I'm happy, the football will do is talking. That's it. Do you know what I mean? Like if you could throw as much money as you want, right, at somebody, but if they're not happy, then it's not going to show in the football. Mm. So I was just at that time in my career, in my life, in general, in my headspace, where I was like, I need to be back down south. Mm. And hence why I said to you just a few moments ago that I told my agent before the summer started, you have to find me a club that is in this geographical mm. radius to London because yeah. I need to be close to my family yeah hence why the, like you said before the people that the outside people wouldn't even know like there were there was there was interest from clubs outside of that radius okay yeah do you understand do you understand yeah, but yeah. it was like i feel like i'm in a stage in my life and i'm quite blessed and i'm lucky to have the people around me to have made the right financial decisions in my life mm -hmm. that i don't have um, i don't really have to chase the bag the bag if that makes sense um so yeah, that's where that kind of goes full circle and kind of make, come out to making that decision. Mm. That's, that's, that's good that you say that because mm. like you said, people would probably just look at it and think that's all you could get. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, 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 that's how people see it from the outside. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Like, like I said, they're entitled to their opinion, but until yeah. I obviously like, and I don't, feel, I don't feel like someone could say that and I wouldn't feel like I need to explain it to them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're entitled to opinion. That's, mm. that's up to you. Do you know what I mean? But if you're going to ask me a question and then I, I'm happy to explain to you mm. why, and then maybe you might have a different perspective, but either way, it's just, yeah. it is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Oh, no, that's, 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 yeah. that's, that's decent. And um, speaking about Cambridge again, mm. obviously we're talking about League One and stuff. Mm, like mm -hmm. that, you guys could <laughs> end up in championship anyway. Yeah, like, yeah, like I said, I mean, I, I, it's, yeah, it's no, they, so it's, it's early, mm. but like I said, just being there, like I've been there. Unfortunately, I've been been out for a few weeks, but just the vibe that I get, the culture that they're building there, mm. I don't want to speak too far into to the yeah, distance, yeah, yeah. but I, I believe that if we just keep our heads down and, and do what we need to do, and just kind of because no one's expecting it from us, let's be let's mm. be real, but. I've been in winning change rooms that have been promoted from League One. So our first time probably knows what it takes to get there. And to me personally, I don't think we're too far off if we just keep our heads down and be consistent and don't worry about the outside noise, if that makes sense. So I think if we just continue to do what we do, take it game by game. And when I say that, I mean in terms of the squad as well. Like our squad is very tight knit. Do you know what I mean? You know, you could sometimes I've been in squads where it's all about people are all about themselves. I don't get that feeling with Cambridge. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Everyone wants to win on a Saturday because we know that we can probably achieve something together. So hopefully um, that can continue. But yeah, we're very early into the season. Do you feel um, 
and this is me off the cuff, just assuming mm. what I'm about to say. Mm. But I would think that because you are a player who has played most of the time in championship, mm, mm-hmm. for those who watch football, household name when it comes to championship mm. football and everything, you would be a big player for them. Mm. Do you feel any any of that pressure at all? Um, not not really, mm. not really. Like I said, if I was younger, probably, mm. but um, not really because. As I said, and to be fair, in the interview when I signed, I think it's not just about Jordan Cousins on the pitch. It's mm-hmm. definitely about Jordan Cousins off the pitch. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So anything I can do, whether that's just how calm I am and around the place, even me doing my rehab now, mm-hmm. like I've when I'm in the gym and that, I know young players are probably looking at me, looking at what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I need to make sure that I'm doing things correctly because I know it rubs off on players as I used to look at the elder professionals when I was younger. Mm. So, no, it, listen, it, it is what it is. Like I said, to me, I'm just Jordan. Do you know what I mean? People, like you said, you'd label me as this household name or whatever, but <laughs> I just still see myself as Jordan from Greenwich. You know mm. what I mean? So it's just, I just, like I said, I just try and keep level-headed and just, just carry on and do what I can do. Love that. So we're going to um, like start flying through some of these, some of these topics. So mm. first one I've got for you, Charlton, mm-hmm. you obviously grew up around the area, mm. played for them. Would you have left them if they didn't get relegated? Mm, probably not. No, mm. probably not. No, because okay. I no, I wouldn't have. I don't think I would have because because I loved being there. Mm. Like it was five minutes from my mum's house. It was twenty five minutes from where. I bought my first apartment. It was like, it was perfect. I mm. loved the place. I loved the fans. It was home. Do you mm. know what I mean? And I still, to today, I always look at their scores and check out what they're doing and things like that. So, no, I wouldn't have. But I knew at that time it was the right time to leave mm. because, obviously, I didn't want to go down to League One and play football. And I felt like, for the sake of my football career, mm. I had to move. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I had to move um, because... Like I said, there's a lot of things there going on with the owners and stuff at the time. I feel like it's always something. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff. Like I remember back in that last season, I was there. Like we had a few games on Sky, and there was like fans were protesting and putting throwing stuff on the pitch and stuff. It was getting really bad. Do you know what I mean? So um, I just felt like it was the right time to leave. And to be honest, I thought I w- I think because of the state the club was in, I was probably doing them a favor. I was probably one of the, there was a few assets in the squad, but I was one of the assets that could probably get them some money that would help them as well, yeah. which people probably wouldn't wouldn't think of, do you know what I mean, at the time. But um, yeah, it was just definitely time for me to to try and try something new and experience something new. You played with Lyle, right? Lyle Taylor, no. Are you playing with Lyle Taylor? Lyle Taylor was, um, I believe, maybe a year or two after me, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, yeah, oh, maybe, you're... yeah. Flipping out, it was yeah. quite a while back then. Yeah, I've been yeah, I've been playing now. This is my eleventh season. So yeah, I've been wild. Yeah, yeah, I've been playing. I just assumed that it wouldn't have been Yeah, I've been oh, playing wow. I'm playing. I've I've played against him before. Mm. I know I know of him, but um no, I never never played with him no. Yeah, that was my that was my guy, man. Yeah. That's my guy. I was hoping you'd give me some some just from that guy. Yeah. yeah. Nah, 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 nah. So, I don't know him that well. So then so then going to QPR. Mm. Did you enjoy your time at, at QPR? Yeah, it was good. It was good. But again, it was a time where I feel like there's a lot of, I don't know, in my career, I just feel like I had a, a loads of change of managers. 
Yeah. Because like when I signed to Chris Powell at, at Charlton, who again, great guy, great, great guy, and probably the the best type of character and person I could have had um, at that time in my career going into the first team. What about you? Jason, you, I think well, Yuli was, was he part of the coaching staff at that time? I'm not sure if he was. I think he was, I think he was still with the, the, um, the young age, but again, I, I see, I saw Yuli probably about six months ago because he's now at the coaching staff at Bristol. Again, great guy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Great people. Um, but when, when um, Pauli was in, I, I don't think, he gave me my debut and then maybe about three, four months later, he, he lost his job. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And then, Jimmy Floyd time at QPR, three, four, five months later, new manager was in. Mm. Do you know what I mean? At QPR, I had three managers. So it was like, it's, it's just, it was just a bit of a topsy-turvy time, but a time where like, I just felt like I learned so much. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I feel like, I feel like in life in general, you learn more through your, not through your failures, but you learn through times of adversity than you do success. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I just it's felt like, I just feel like there was times where I can just, where if it happens now, like if a manager loses his job mm. now, I feel like whereas certain certain players might get anxious or nervous, mm. like I see it as you got to go again. You got to impress another manager because you, you've been there. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Me, bro. Yeah. If I was in good with a, with a manager, especially because mm. I always felt like I had like imposter syndrome. Mm. <laughs> like, mm. man, I shouldn't be here. Like, yeah, I felt yeah, like yeah. that for a long time. But mm. um, if a new manager goes, I mean, if a new manager comes in, mm. I used to be like, oh, come on. Mm. Just gonna, especially at non-league level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just bring in all their, all their players. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I used to be like, oh my gosh, like, but I don't get that anyway. Yeah, anyway. yeah. I think you get to a certain stage of life, and and you go through certain experiences, and you, mm. you have some, some sort of like, like I said, personal growth where you just like, you don't worry about that kind of thing. Do you know, what I mean, you know yourself more. Yeah. Has there been a manager that that's that's gone, mm. that you played under that's been like sacked or whatever? Mm. Okay, which one is the one that really not bothered you, but it's like, oh, that's a bit, that's a bit unlucky. Um, I think Chris Powell because of the personal. It was personal. Mm. Do you know what I mean? This guy gave me the opportunity to express myself. He gave me the opportunity. He gave me the the key to open the door to the rest for everyone else to see me. Do you know what I mean? So, and I felt like, like I said, I think that first the first season, I think. Like played forty five, like a lot of games. Do you know what I mean? And he gave me, like I said, he gave me the chance. Do you know what I mean? I think in life you always need that one person to have faith in you and give me a chance. And he was that, he was that guy for me. Um, so yeah, I think that one, and I think that hit not just me. I think that because he was a Charlton legend. Mm. I think that hit home with everyone. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So that's definitely um, one that probably, if I could pick one, it would be that one. There were, there were other managers that that left where I've, I had a personal. Like relationship with and a personal touch with, i.e., like Nathan Jones mm. at Stoke, because like I said, he was the person that coached me before I went into the first team at Charlton. So there was a personal one um, there, but yeah, definitely Pauli was one that was um, tough to take. Could you see the um, the qualities of Nathan Jones? Like, so obviously he's he's managed in the Premier League, obviously, mm -hmm. be it yeah, a short stint, or yeah. Whatever. But you know what I don't like about that actually. Go on. <laughs> no, because he's obviously got enough about him to get to that level. Yeah, 100%. But that move or that time there, people mm -hmm. look at that and be like, 
no, that's that's him. He's not a good manager. Mm, yeah. When really and truly, a lot of the time, if you give managers the time, yeah, if you give them the resources, yes, like you will see a different, a different yeah, side, yeah, 100%. A different side of things. But 100%. um, yeah, so that, that's why it bothers me. I'm always, you know, I'm always quick to like defend. Yeah, there's some managers which are just like awful. Like, yeah, I can't, <laughs> I can't defend Lampard at Everton and stuff like. Okay, that. I'm cool. not gonna do that. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Sit and say you're rubbish, but I'm not. Gonna yeah, 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 yeah. That was just a bad. Yeah, yeah, rubbish manager. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, that weren't good. Fair enough. There was one time where, and people always get on to me when I talk about this one. Mm. Frank de Boer at Palace. Palace. Okay. I felt like that one was harsh. I felt like Vieira was harsh. Harsh in terms of the harsh to sack him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, I, I felt like give it time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Vieira but, at Crystal Palace. We're in a, we're in a, we're in a results business. But this is the thing. Yeah, this, this, and this results, results business. business, and yeah. you know we, we've seen. So if you look at like Arteta, mm-hmm. the times where Arteta's in the beginning mm-hmm. was a bit mm-hmm. where people thought he could get the second, and you're giving him time, you're giving him resources, and then yeah. you're seeing the the benefits of that. But um, with Nathan Jones, mm-hmm. could you see? Can you see why he's he was able to at least get to that level? Hundred percent, hundred percent. You you knew from when I was playing with him, when I was playing under him, sorry, in the under twenty ones at Charlton. I think that age group, I think we were a squad of 18, 19. I think about 11, 12 of us made it as a professional. Mm. Maybe not at Charlton, but yeah. some players higher, some players in and around like that kind of level. You could tell he had a knack with getting the best out of players. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like it, you bought into his ideas. Sometimes it could be a, something you'd never do before or something that at the time you maybe not have agreed with. But you tried it and you tried it to the best of your abilities mm. and you had that about him do you know what i mean so there's no doubt you could tell that he had the potential at that time for sure that's why for me personally um there was no surprise when he kind of like went to got the jobs that he did went to luton was a success do you know what i mean um even after the stoke job he lost that going back to luton there was no doubt that he was going to be successful when he done it again do you know what i mean hence why i said to you at the start of the pod like if you're the if you got the right attitude and the right mindset, you learn from the fullbacks and you come again stronger. Mm-hmm. Which obviously he proved that he did. Yeah, he was a massive part of you going to Stoke, obviously. Mm, for sure. So, would, if Stoke had come in for you and he wasn't the manager, mm. would it have been a harder decision to make? I wouldn't say a harder decision to make because Stoke are a massive club. Oh, we're gonna get to that. Um, so, but he was definitely it was easier to go mm-hmm. there because obviously he knew me as a person. And still, I'm fond of him now as a coach, but obviously then it was like he molded me into the player that allowed Chris Power to look at me and think I'm going to give him a chance in the first team. So it was, I felt like things just fell in place. Is, is that how you know Benick? Uh, and I know Benick from um, oh, from the England under 16 days. From okay. Yeah, from like, from you know, young. And obviously Benick was the... Back then, he was like the number one striker yeah, yeah, yeah. in the country. Probably, oh, well, at, yeah. At Stoke. We were stoked to get we, yeah, yeah, where yeah, we yeah. crossed paths at Stoke okay, as well. Because yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. reason why I ask is because yeah, he does not talk, talk about Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> does, does he not? not? He's not on it at all. He is <laughs> not, not? At, at all. So like, I've asked him on the pod. Yeah, and and sometimes on the pod, I hear that people don't want to talk. But then yeah. know off the pod, yeah, you can have conversation. Talk. Yeah, 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 he yeah. Is yeah. Not on it. Whatsoever, the most of us is like, yeah, it just didn't, I don't know, didn't just, work out. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Everyone has their obviously their 
their own perceptions of of what happens with them personally. Do you know what I mean? No, but, but I, it's not even like a personal thing. It's just yeah. that he just doesn't. I feel like he just doesn't understand what went wrong. Yeah, because yeah. I'm going back to ask you now. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think went wrong or wasn't right with certain things that at Spoke? Not not the club itself, but yeah. just that. Time. I think you know what, yeah. I think people have like outside people have mad perceptions of Stoke, you know, because I get all the time like people are like, oh, what was the changing room like? Like, was the changing room this and was the changing room that? And I'm like, I don't know if I'm a, I'm blind to a lot of things, but like, <laughs> it was like for me, it was, it it was fine. Yeah, you had big names in there, you had like, but people was like. Were their big time? Were their egos? Did people not work hard? Was there this? Was there that? Yeah, like in any change room, you get players that were there for themselves in some ways. Mm. But sometimes you, you you need that. Obviously, we're in an environment where everyone wants to play, everyone wants to be showcase themselves and stuff like that. And if that's not happening, obviously there's going to be friction. Mm. But I wouldn't say like it was a bad change room and there was this player and that was that player. Do you know what I mean? Like I just, for me personally, it was a different kind of change room because I hadn't been surrounded by so many, like, um, let's say players with Premier League experience. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And you could tell, like, you could get a kind of feeling that some players were there and they were like, they probably wanted to play at a lot higher level. That's probably something I could say. Do you know what I mean? But it was never a thing where they, they wouldn't try or, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. There'll be, like, bad people and stuff like that. So, yeah, like, maybe when I left or maybe before I came, do you know what I mean? But to me, personally, as a person, when I would interact with people and, like, speak to players, like, Ranshaw, Cross, Joe Allen, like, Sam Vokes, great, great. Yeah, great people. Joe great people. Player, yeah, such a good player and, gr- and great people. Do you know what I mean? There's, like, even, I knew Benick from before, but Benick, great person do you know what I mean you know so it's like and these these players big Premier League experience do you know what I mean they've mm. earned a lot of money do you get what I'm saying so it's like I find it like I don't I don't avoid the question when it comes to talking about the environment at Stoke but it just confuses me that like I feel like a majority of the outside perception mm. people have that kind of um like I said, perception of, of the change room and of, of the players. Do you know what? I don't think it's, it's so much the change room. I think it's, mm. when I think of championship football, mm-hmm. I think of there's going to be certain teams that are going to be like yeah. up near the top. Yeah. And Stoke is one of them. Like when mm-hmm. you think of championship football, right. Premier League, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like they're just up there. And yeah. like you, you just think of them. So when you see them not performing well in a championship, yeah, it's like, right, what's, what's going on here? Especially when yeah. you look at, Okay, so Stokes also one of them teams, especially when they went down. Mm. You have, like you said, Premier League quality players yeah. in their team as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it's I think it's it's, it's things like that because people that don't really watch football, the cha- that championship football, yeah, they most they're most likely going to know the teams that have been in the Premier League. Of course, of course, of course, of course, going to know like Pukki. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. Know what I mean, like, yeah. so they're going to know that. So they're naturally just going to go to Stoke. Or Stoke is just going to come back up or be there or thereabouts. Yeah. So when they're not doing well, I think it's a thing of like. They have players who are good players playing for them. So yeah. I think I think it's it's more that like I think they probably have this expectation. Yeah, definitely. I, I think well the year before I came, I think they spent a lot of money mm. thinking that they would just obviously bounce back. Yeah. Bounce back to the Premier League. But as many teams that come down from the Premier League yeah, find out, tough. it's tough. I think only like a 
I think the, the team that done it the best was probably Newcastle that I saw. Mm. I think when I was Benitez. at when yeah Benitez yeah. when I was at I was at QPR at the time and um, that was probably one of the hardest games I've played in personally. Mm. When I think they they came to Loftus Road and beat us quite comfortably, but they did it where they took the, a majority of their squad from the Premier League down to the Championship, mm. and then they bounced straight back up. They walked the Championship yeah, that year. They had Benitez exactly. Do you know what I mean? They had a they had a, obviously a well experienced coach. Do you know what I mean? But like I said, a lot of teams try and do that. Yeah. Um, they try and spend money in the championship, but it's different. It's a different intensity. It's a different. Um, like I, I see it all the time. Just sometimes I think in the Premier League, Premier League teams give each other a lot more respect, so they give like the centre backs time yeah. on the ball. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the championship, it happens sometimes, but whereas a certain centre-back in the Premier League is used to having a bit more time and mm-hmm. being comfortable on the ball. They get pressed seriously yeah. in the championship and they don't have that that time. Do you know what I mean? So that's just like a, just maybe like one component where it might be a bit different to certain players. You see that though, when like in like FA Cup games, when mm. the championship team is up for League One, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and it's like, they're not used to the defenders. Like yeah. They're just not yeah, used yeah. to man just... Pushing themselves up on him and yeah, the elbows and because it's whatever. different. It's it's, yeah. it's 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 different. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a different. And you got to think as well, when like a big team comes down from the Premier League, mm. um, and uh, let's say a team comes up from League One, mm. promoted to the Championship, they're thinking, think about when Newcastle. I'm going to St James's Park. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I was used to watching this team play a match of the day most weeks. Yeah. Now I'm playing against this team, so. Mentally, they're gonna have that bit of an edge, even though they probably should have the edge in every game. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. you're turning up to St James's Park, you're seeing it, you're thinking the fans are crazy, atmospheres mm. fifty thousand people. Do you know what I mean? So, again, the game's gonna be that little bit harder than it would be if it was somebody else. So I hear that. Um, another one of your managers, mm. Polo Torre, mm. as an Arsenal fan, mm. like. It hurt me seeing that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's not even the fact that he like he lost his job. It's not mm. even that. It's the manner. Do you know? Mm, you know if mm. he had like a year. And yeah. Year, but I think yeah. because what was it like two months? I'm not. I'm not sure exactly. But Probably was, around was, that. Yeah. It was, a, it, was, it was a short time, and and when I saw that, and I saw how people were just rubbishing him out, rubbishing him. Yeah. Out, I was like, no, See, I'm the the maddest thing is I wouldn't have. Colin. I wouldn't have. Um, I wouldn't have seen all of that to be honest. Mm. I wouldn't because I'm not too heavy on the social media side yeah, of things, yeah, yeah. so I don't really read that kind of stuff. But I, I imagine it would have been bad. Do you know what I mean? Nah, it, it, it was. Bad. I can imagine, but um, yeah, it's a it's a results business. And like I said, as a as a person, um, and a character, amazing. But this is the thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's a great person. Yeah. yeah. Do you think if he was given the time, mm-hmm. things because you were in it, so mm. things would have turned around. Um, potentially, mm. potentially, um, because he was trying to, I think that the key thing for me was probably the things he was trying to implement. Um, we didn't have the right type of player or squad for, to implement it as quick as he wanted it to be implemented. Does that make sense? Whereas if he had a different profile of player in certain positions, then maybe it would have worked a lot happened a lot quicker because in terms of performances um and results some performances were good and you could see signs of improvement 
but the results just maybe wasn't coming. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? And like I said to you before, we're in a results business mm. and we weren't doing we weren't doing well in that league. So obviously the owners are thinking, we need to change something now. Do you know what I mean? So, and unfortunately he was the victim of that. Do you know what I mean? But like I said, as a person and as someone who tried to come in and do something that you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't afford him at all. Okay. I hope he gets some, another job. Yeah. I would hate for that to be his. Um, yeah. I, I, like I said, I think, and it, like, I, like I've said to you many times on, on the pod as it is, I think he would have learned from that for sure. And hopefully he can obviously come back and, and be better from it. Mm. All right, cool. So one thing I want to ask you about now, I'm going to rush my thing about 10 minutes. Mm. One thing I'm going to ask you about is in the press recently, yeah. Mm. Um, so obviously Arsenal played United over the weekend. Yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah, did I did. Football? Yeah. I, and you, do I watch football? I watch like the big games. Yeah. yeah I won't yeah. say like I watch every piece of football that's on the yeah, TV. You watched Burnley, have no, but. I'm an, like I'm an Arsenal supporter, yeah. but I'm an Arsenal supporter, like a quiet one. Yeah. Because like I feel like my heart's just been broken so many times <laughs> in, in in the past from it. Arsenal and stuff. Like I've got my hopes up and things. Even mm. when Arsenal were obviously at at the top of the table, like last year, yeah. there, there was a, a physio at at, um, at Wigan who's a diehard Arsenal fan. He used to get excited every morning, excited like Jordan. It's gonna be our year. It's gonna be our year. And I used to beat him. Like he used to go potsy, potsy, just. Calm, please. Just yeah. calm, please. Because I don't want to put you up, get you up there and then it just send you crashing. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And obviously mm -hmm. what happened, happened. So I kind of, I knew it was the right thing just to just... That's just, it. No, no, no. 100%. That, that, that was my stance. Last yeah, time. for it's sure. My, it's, but that whole... Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. And I always used to say that if, if any other team apart from City was chasing that, I would have been like, yeah. We'll be alright. Because right. it was City. City, yeah. I was like, yeah. But... Yeah. Um, yeah, you, but you enjoyed the game over the weekend. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed that. Do you know what it was as well? Like, this is, you can tell I'm a, like an Arsenal fan. Like, when Ganacho scored his goal. Oh. No, no, this is what happened. This is what happened. Ganacho scored the goal. Um, obviously, I saw it got ruled, ruled um, VAR, obviously, mm. thing. I was happy about that. And then I turned off. I turned off. I turned off. I turned off. And then I looked on, I looked on my Sky Sports app. And I see Rice celebrating. I said, what? <laughs> I said, what? So I looked on the scalp. He said, 3-1. I said, no yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, I said, no way. It. Yeah, so I missed, I actually missed it because like me, I don't like to see my team. Like, I'm one of them. Mm. I say I'm a quite Arsenal fan, but if Arsenal lose on a Saturday, I'm not trying to watch match of the day. I'm not trying to watch today for like a year. I'm not, I'm not trying to yeah, watch yeah, much yeah, today. Yeah, so yeah. when I saw that, I was like, I was gutted because it would have been amazing to watch live. Mm. Um, but like, yeah, it was just, I was just, you no, know, I think I'm just in that, I'm still in that mindset of like, do Arsenal have it in them to do stuff like what they did? Do you know what I mean? So I'm still kind of turning with the times. Yeah, just, just this, this is where I'm at with it. Like, mm. We've got a good team, but mm -hmm. I look at it and I'm like, have they got enough to go through the whole season with Champions League? Mm. Are City gonna be City? I don't know. There's there's, there's too many variables. Yeah, so there, I, is, I there, is. there is. There is. There is. Game by game. game. By game. game yeah, by yeah, game. yeah. But of what course. I do want to say, as a midfielder, mm. when you look at like Declan Russia, yes. What do you think? I think he's one of them people. One of them players that are probably. To the naked eye, probably, mm -hmm. oh, I can do that. Yeah. Or he doesn't do much. But to someone that knows football, unbelievable talent, unbelievable player. 
Do you know what I mean? In terms of like, again, let me just go a bit off script. People don't realize that's to do the things consistently. That's what takes you to the top level. So he'll be doing things like to the naked eye. I look very simple, but he does it consistently without fail. Do you get what I'm saying? Um, but again, like like I said, I, and I watched it. To be fair, I went to go and watch the. Um, I've got a close friend who plays for Crystal Palace, and I went to go watch the Palace Arsenal game. So I was able to watch him live. He's a good player. He's a very good player. And people, not not good player, excellent player. And to settle in the way he has at Arsenal, so quickly, like people shouldn't, like I said, turn their nose up at him. Do you know what I mean? And people talk about the price tag and things like that. But like I said, as a midfielder as well, um, and RT, you people don't forget like. West Ham's style of football is totally different to Arsenal's mm-hmm. style of football. So some players, it might take them months to kind of adjust, if that makes sense. But, um, no, just like I said, just watching him play live against against Palace. And he was probably playing in a, a kind of different way he was yeah, playing yeah, 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 till yeah, he yeah. was at West Ham. And he just kind of moulded into, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. breaking forward a bit more. Do you know what I mean? Like, And even, even the things, like even something I noticed that, probably people don't realise as well is that he breaks up the play a lot. Bro. And well, yeah. You know there was these two, mm. there was two challenges he put in, yeah? Mm. Where he would just, there was one on Casemiro, he would just point it, boom, one yeah. complete and we're gone. Yes, and yes. like, do you know what? Yeah. People, people just think, people probably look at that and think, oh, it's just a like, tackle and things like that. Bro. But you're thinking about, look who you just mentioned, Casemiro. Bro. You're thinking, <laughs> bro, when I saw yeah. that, it, was, it was one way, it was just, it was the region of the game. It was the mm. ability to think, but it was, um, outside of that, it was his ability to get up and then play a forward pass. Mm. Bro, I, mm. I'm looking, I was just like, yeah. this guy, he's, he's too good. And you know what? Yeah. What's mad, yeah? And I'm going to call Declan that because mm. they'll get onto me in the comments. But um, <laughs> what's mad is that I look at Declan Rice yeah. and you know, it's still mad to me that he plays for Arsenal. Why? I'm not used to Arsenal buying that calibre of player. Like over recent years, and what do you mean that caliber player for the price or the player itself? Number one, the price. Mm-hmm. Number two, a player that everyone wants. Yeah, you know, a player that everyone wants. Yeah, that yeah. Come to Arsenal recently. Yeah, I, I, I definitely get what you're saying do you by what that. I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. like, once I saw City were in for him, you thought it was he, done. He was linked, you know, at no point other than, other than when he came, was he linked to Arsenal? He was linked to Chelsea, United, yeah, yeah. City. Yeah. When I heard Arsenal, I was just like. Yeah, yeah he ain't coming. So the fact <laughs> yeah. that he actually plays for us, yeah, and he's that good, yeah, bro. Nah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna move that. But yes, what I want to say, the fallout mm. from that game is mm. when Ten Hag called out Sancho. Ah, okay, yeah, training, yeah, yeah. Okay, now Sancho's obviously come back, and yeah. So I saw, I've, I've listened to a bit of it on talk. Yeah, sport. so he said what he said. He mm. put a little thing out mm. saying. Yeah, 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 James yeah. James Hardy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. I haven't liked yeah how people have spoken about Sancho in that moment. Number one, I didn't like what Ten Hag did. Did yeah, I didn't like that. It's now become a thing of Sancho is a bad egg, a bad egg, yeah, and everything. And people are talking about he shouldn't even reply. Mm-hmm. And you as a player, mm-hmm. I want to ask you yeah, <laughs> if your manager comes out and says you're not doing well in training. Yeah. And um, whatnot, whatnot. Mm. Would you reply to that? Would I reply personally? No. Mm. 
Um, because managers, you got to think about it. Managers use different methods to get the best out of players. Mm. And he might have been thinking in that moment, I might need to say something publicly because maybe that may get a reaction out of the player. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but on the to the player's defence, I can understand how that might have triggered him to post what he posts. Do you get what I'm saying? Because if he genuinely feels that wronged by what he was saying and by what the man manager said publicly was wrong, then he may have felt just for him personally he needed to let people know. And you got to think this is different. This is not someone who is followed by a few people. He's followed by millions of people. Do you get what I'm saying? So he wanted to obviously say say his part and obviously try and, like I said, just get what he needed to get off of the chest. Because no, no, there's no doubt that, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but that post is probably not there now. If it was a post, that's probably, oh, not, oh. that's probably not there now. Do you know what I mean? But oh. at the time he felt like, he needed to, um, like I said, defend himself in the sort of way to just yeah. obviously let him say his truth. Now, behind closed doors now this week, whew, I don't know what would, what would, frank conversations would definitely be had and there would definitely be a conversation between him and the manager. But yeah. whether that's obviously in the public knowledge, no one will know, do you know what I mean? Until the next manager's press conference, which obviously a question is going to be asked about yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I think the reason why I had a, I had a problem with it as mm. well is because you're not doing it with a player that hasn't that's been playing well and whatever. Mm. From, from when Sancho's, you know, his time at Man United, yeah, a struggle. Yeah, we haven't actually seen the best of him. I think by doing that, now the narrative is is like, yeah, he hasn't been playing well anyway. Mm. Um, so he's a bad egg and blah mm. blah blah. blah. Mm. And I just feel like there there should be a responsibility on managers to yeah. just kind of read the room a bit. Like Mourinho did it with Shaw one time. Yeah, and difference with Shaw is that Shaw hadn't had a bad time at overall at United. Yeah. How did Shaw come out at the end of that one though? No, Shaw ended up playing well. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, hear, I hear what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I didn't. I, I just, I did. Did he continue to have bad form after that or did he come out the other side? That's what I'm no, trying no, to. No, he came out, he came out the yeah, other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came out the other side, but I, I feel, but even when Mourinho did it with um, Shaw, he was saying that when Shaw plays, he has to, uh, I get the best out of him when he's playing on my side, when he's on the other side of the mm, pitch, blah, mm, blah, blah. Mm, mm. It, it wasn't a thing of like, yeah, he's, his, his standards haven't been, do you mm. know what I mean? He questioned, he questioned that. And yeah. I just, I just, I just feel there should be more of a responsibility when it comes to managers to like read the room a bit and, and whatever. And, and I don't feel like Sancho was wrong for, especially if it feels like he has been. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're looking at the players who are in front of him whatever yeah it's like i said it's a it's a it's a tricky one mm. it's definitely a, it's not it's not a straightforward mm. answer because like i said we're from the outside looking in we do not know what's going on in training we do not know what kind of communication these guys are having mm. you know what i mean so yeah we can make a judgment but it's a judgment off of what truth because yeah. we don't know what's going on we don't know what conversation they've had they've had um together in 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 ten hogs office or anything like that so we're just basically, our opinions are not of any truth. They, the only people that know is is the two guys, like is the manager and the player, yeah. and possibly maybe the the teammates who are in and around, but maybe not even them because I'm sure these these two individuals would have had um, a conversation. Do you know what I mean? Behind closed doors. So, and they, like I said, they're gonna have that conversation pretty soon, if not had it already. Yeah. To obviously see how things go forward, but like I said, this is. 
the time I remember of media and X, Y, Z, people are going to have their opinions and what's wrong, what's right. And I, I don't like the negativity that obviously is going to go around Sancho now, because like I said, I'm a footballer myself. Do you know what I mean? Like I see it, I see deeper than the player itself and the job of football. He's, he's got family. Do you know what I mean? He may have, I don't know. I don't know if he has kids or not, but like he has a mom and a dad who's looking at these things that people are posting and saying, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I see it from a deeper point of view than, I think that's why most I, would. I think that's why I take the stance that I do. Yeah, I'm a man that's never gonna call. Like, you'll never see me. I might not think the players are cool. Like, yeah, good. You're entitled to opinion I'm as well. I'm never gonna come and say this yeah. is rubbish. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you don't hear me. Yeah, yeah. Me. Facts. I got players I'm not having. Yeah, yeah, for real. Like, yeah, Anthony. I don't have. I'm not having him. Anthony. Okay, cool. I'm not him. Yeah, but I'm not having him not because I don't. I don't think he's got. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. For sure. I just think he's extremely. But you have to. I think. You're allowed that, but I think you have to have respect. No, and this you have thing, to have respect. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and that's why I will never come and be like, he's rubbish. Yeah, and that's that's what I can't like. For me personally, as a person, mm. like it irks me when people do that. Yeah. Like it doesn't. It, it can be like a, um, a casual fan. It can be a person, but when someone like um, like slates a player, like it really like makes me feel a type of way because yeah. like I'm thinking like for the player to even get to that position there's been some sort of, like, it's, you don't get to play, in, whether it be, must be an important call. <laughs> no, That's cool. You don't get to, um, you don't get to, um, to play, not even Premier League, it speaks for itself, but you don't get to be a professional footballer without some sort of sacrifice. It doesn't happen through luck. Yeah. So anyone like, like I said, the, you have to have the respect. Do you know what I mean? Like a player might not be, you might not fancy them or they might have an off day or they might not just be a type of player that you like to watch, but you have to have respect for, because when you look at the numbers, when it comes to people that actually make it as a professional, like it's crazy. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, you can have your opinion on, on a player you might not fancy or had a bad game, but you have to have a certain amount of respect for, for footballism and what they do for yeah, sure. No, and, and I think that's why, um, before we round up, I think that's why I struggle mm. to have, casual conversation sometimes because mm. I look at things from the perspective of like a player mm. I look at and I might not have played Premier League football right? yeah yeah but yeah I played so like I know I just know what it takes to to be in, in certain situations yeah like I saw something the other day where Fabio Vieira came on in the last game yes he played, he played someone I forgot United no 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 he came okay. on and he made a difference who did we draw to? Uh, Fulham? 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 No, Fulham. I think it was Fulham. Fulham, yeah. yeah. He came on, changed mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. Cool. Mm. The very next day, there was a clip going around of a guy saying, I need Fabio Vera in the team. Mm. He's much better than Odegaard. Odegaard yeah, is not yeah, good yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you okay? Like, what's yeah. the, what, what are we doing here? Yeah. Number one, yeah. You can't, for me personally, you can't talk down on Odegaard. As a as yeah. a player, mm -hmm. you can you can say I want a bit more from him. Mm. Cool, hundred percent, mm. do all that. But you're not going to come and say he's not good enough. He's not doing. Yeah, this. they could go go personal. Yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's yeah, mad. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. just mad. Yeah. But then also, mm -hmm. if you've played the game, you'd also know that you understand that squads are there. Like Fabio Vera's come on, he's done his job. Yeah, he's made an impact, which mm -hmm. is what you want to do. Mm -hmm. You don't have to now then go and be like. He's better than this person. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I just, yeah. I lose my head when I see that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, like that. and so it's the people that have no, no 
Avatar. They have the the knowledge, but like, yeah, you say that, but like sometimes that's what makes football the entertainment and the way it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the yeah, passion and the mm. the passion and the rawness of someone that might not obviously know, mm. but like like I said, every, like I keep saying, everyone's entitled to their opinion, mm. and it might not be the opinion that you agree with, mm. but that's what they wholeheartedly think. So it's up to you as a person how you receive that opinion. I don't receive it. I, 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 I don't like getting drawn out. Yeah, I like, yeah. I like, Balance. Yeah. I don't know anything about football. Yeah, I, yeah. Can, I can chat to certain I play man football and I don't either. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I yeah. can chat to certain men yeah. and they'll school me be like, nah, this is why. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. Facts. Okay, so there was... I used to feel the same way about Henderson. I used to be like, what Henderson? Henderson, yeah, Henderson? yeah. Henderson, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. My guy, Michael Spence, said to me one time, he was like... Because he manages now. Mm-hmm. He's actually gone to Charlton under 16. Oh, really? Yeah. Just got, um, just got that Job. sweep of the week before. But... Um, when he became a manager, he was managing non-league at Wolfram Abbey. Mm. And we used to go about, and I, and I said, but I'm not going to say he's rubbish, but I don't understand the Henderson thing. And he said, do you know what? He used to be like that, but now that he's a manager, he gets it. He needs players like, like Henderson. Uh-huh. And you know when he said that to me? Yeah. And this is someone who I respect his, yeah. when he said that to me, I was just like, I started looking at things differently. differently. I started yeah. looking at things differently. And I was just like, do you know what? I understand it. Yeah. Like sometimes, it's not always about the player with the most ability, you know, that can do the most tricks or yeah. the mad tech. Sometimes it's about players that can almost implement what the coach wants on the pitch and just raise the level. Because I used to see Henderson and be like, he understands what the manager wants from him. Yeah. When he's playing, the tempo is at it's one different. point in Liverpool. Not, yeah. Not, yeah, yeah. Not before he left. Yeah. And I was just like, I, I, I hear it. Yeah. So I can I can be schooled. I don't know if everything like yeah. I say, but... And he put, he like... I, I don't know him personally or I've never been in a change room with him, but just from the outside looking in, I feel like a person of that character has a huge influence on how other mm. people may play around him. Yeah. It, Do you exactly. know what I mean? Because I felt like what just watching him play and watching it like just casually on a match of the day, whatever it is, I feel like he has, he's the type of player that there's like, how do I put it? He has no like shame in shouting at Salah to say, mm do this yeah. or do that. Mm. No, but do you get what I'm saying? Whereas some players might be like, oh, I can't tell him that. Yeah. He expects a certain standard. Mm. And I think a player like Salah or the, the best players respect that and be like, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? He, there's no way that you could compare them in terms of technical ability and, and players, mm. but you need them kind of people in your team because yeah. sometimes you may be having an off game and you need that person in your team to be like, come on, come on, Jordan. Do you know what I mean? Like, come on, like, and he's that person. So he, like I said, he may not be the, the most nicest to watch or whatever you may may put, but you need people like that in your team because he makes the people around him better yeah. by having that kind of leadership skills. And the maddest thing is that players like Salah, mm. whenever they talk about players like Jordan Henderson, yeah. it's the highest praise. Exactly. It's the, it's the highest exactly. Praise. Exactly. But yeah. Exactly. Um, oh no, quick one before, before I, I wrap up actually. Mm. Has it surprised you yet yeah, that I don't know if there's reasoning behind it or mm. in terms of you, your career. Mm. Has it surprised you that you maybe haven't played for Jamaica more? Uh, that's a tricky one, you know. That's a tricky one. Um, the Jamaican national teams, are, it's, a, it's a weird one. Mm. It's a weird one because I feel like now um, things are a lot different to where they were back in the day. I think now there's a certain um, standard that they're, they're not falling below. Let's put it that way. They're doing things properly. Yeah. Like when I say properly, I mean like mirroring the standards that you'd get every day going into a normal football club. Whereas I feel like before, 
it wasn't like that. So me personally, I felt like if I was going before, I might have been putting my health yeah, on yeah, the line in terms yeah. of the way things were done, yeah. whether that be food, whether that be recovery, whether that be travel, whether that be X, whether that be Y. Whereas I think now um, things are a lot different and I think things are improving around. I think they've gotten like a good manager and the things from above down are, are done a lot better. Hence why you'll probably see in the next few years um, the results will pick up, the performances will pick up, there'll be more continuity in the team and, and, and things like that. But just for me back then, um, yeah, it just wasn't. I just didn't feel like, like I said, I love my country. I've got the, I've got the passport and all, all them yeah. things. But I just thought, just where I was at the time in my career, I just felt like I, I don't think I could afford to go into that environment because I, I, I'd spoken to players that had been. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they used to tell me things about like certain things that used to go on, and I just think it just wasn't something that I was, um, I was willing to obviously leave. Would you still? Yeah, I would. I would now because I think I believe things are a lot better now. Yeah. I think things are done more more professionally, um, and I think they've changed a few a few um, roles in the senior positions. So um, I think, like I said, and I think, like I said, performance. I still like check on the results and stuff and the squads and whatever, and the performances look 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 good. So I, I definitely know things in in uh, in house are, are changing. So yeah, yeah I'd never, I'd never obviously turned down like I, like I said it wasn't a case where I got called up and I turned it down mm. do you know what I mean but I think with with like a Jamaican thing you've kind of got to show interest to want to go and yeah. then obviously things happen through your performances cool. and cool well um, I hope you've enjoyed coming on the I podcast. have man I enjoy these things man I think it's um, I don't speak much do you know what I mean yeah. I don't come out much. like I said I'm not heavy on the social media and things like that so I believe it's important that um, obviously you speak up a be as, be as like I've said to you like you can ask me anything do you know yeah, what I mean so it's not like yeah, it's yeah. been scripted or anything I knew the questions you was going to ask me I'm just mm. just trying to answer them as honestly as possible man so yeah, yeah. No, it, and it's, it's good man I think this is just another example of what I'm trying to do in regards to just bridging the gap between player yeah. and fans and just also just letting people see yeah yeah like who the real person is yeah you for know, sure sometimes players can come across as robots yeah 100% like, no, no, no it is it is, it is. good to let yeah. people actually See, man, I'm glad you, you've, you've enjoyed it, man. So, no, it's been good, man. Appreciate it. But yeah, so guys, you know, get in the comments. Let me know what you thought of the pod. Let Jordan know how rubbish she is. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, nah, just, just just let me know and just make sure you press that subscribe button and let me, let me know who else you want me to get on, man. So um, yeah, that's it, guys. We're out.